Every time bus, we come into a stadium, bus. it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come there to fight every yeah. week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? You who Back in Throwback Thursday edition of the program, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Lots to talk about. Uh, The Avs, they're not quite the Stanley Cup champs yet, but, you know, you could kind of smell it, taste it. I could almost feel it. The touch of the cold metal against my skin. Um... Yeah, you know, Kadri will remember that effort from him and that game from him last, you know, night forever. We'll remember that stuff forever. Um, pretty spectacular. I loved it. It was everything. Uh, let's go out to the hotline and hear it from the people. It's the one and it's the only singer songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Hey, Danny. Hey, buddy. So I got to talk about the big sports story of the day. Okay. Thunder baseball. Let's go. Man, I'm so glad for you guys. I'm so glad for JJ. Appreciate it. You guys, you really earned it. You worked hard for it. We practice a lot. We play all weekend, every weekend. It is like that. You know, we, we're grinders. We, you know, it's like that. So um, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so hey, much. Man, really nice I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. I, but now you got to answer the question. Uh-oh. Can you do it again next year? We're moving up. We have to like play older boys or a higher level of competition. So we might do a little fall baseball tune-up thing, and uh, then next year, you know, we'll have a little hey, the winter off. Everybody's getting bigger, so everybody has to move up. So yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can you can probably win yeah, another yeah, series. You're right. You're right about that. But I better talk about Avalanche. Let's do it. So uh, it's, it's only saying Nas Kadri is the hero. You know, because it wasn't that long ago, he was getting death threats in Edmonton, <laughs> and the cops had to escort him to his car, and then uh, guard him at his house, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he didn't do nothing to deserve that. That, was, that wasn't that was a dirty play at all, what they were saying was a dirty play. Yeah. But if anybody was dirty play, it was the Edmonton player that was dirty on I, that play. You know, he plays... Do you th- he play, he's not... Draymond, but I don't know if Draymond's dirty. He just plays so, 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 so hard. You know what I mean? Like hard at the hardest level to where it's like it's he's the most is an aggravating guy. I think Kadri's on a lesser level than that. I think it's like Bill Carpenter. He wasn't a dirty player. He's just clumsy and he's rough. You know? Yeah. Bill Carpenter, remember, he taught Michael Jordan how to play basketball. That's right. So what else is up? Hey, man. So that was the instant karma for Kadri getting that goal there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what happened? It's like the puck went into another dimension. I'm like, they're standing around. Our guys are yelling like we won the game. It's a weird game. They're- a lot happened in that game last night. There's some highs and some lows. It felt like the Avalanche were going to lose that game early on. It felt like that to me. And then... Um, not that fo- in that overtime, I thought. Oh like, yeah, oh, you... I kept looking up to see. I thought we were on the power play the whole time because we're a... just in their end. Interesting. And I kept looking up how much is left on the power play. We're not on a power play. Well, I we're said just, the same we thing. We just played in their end the whole time. Just wow. They turn into another team, like really, like another gear. They had like a whole other gear. It was pretty crazy. And and all the all the role players all stepped up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Bynum. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember all their names. Coliani. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys don't get a lot of rug, you know? Mm-hmm. But they were all in there. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That, you know, they could come here and they could just do the same thing to us on Friday night. And then we got to go back up there. Back yeah. down there, I mean. I keep thinking sure. we're in Canada, but. Well, back to Tampa. Well, let's not talk like that. Let's see what kind of feeling happen, we're having though, tomorrow they for got Game a good Five. Team. Yeah, but I, I saw it though. It went. The fire went out of their eyes. They're like, "This is our chance. We're going to get our three peat." And it got snatched away from them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, to even the two peat. All right, Chuck. That's great stuff, man. I appreciate you big time. Hey, man. I'm. I'm fired up and it's too bad you don't work on Saturday. I know. So I call you up on Saturday and talk about the Friday night game. I hear you. But I'll be back Monday. All right, buddy. Uh, have a good uh, if we don't talk I to you tomorrow, KG, have a good week. I, I will. Right on. JJ Chuck Nasty says right on. He said word. Word. All right, later, buddy. Peace later. <laughs> Bye. He's a sweet guy. What do you think, Jake? Well, I'm thinking uh, about this NBA draft, and I'm still thinking about the uh, some of these trade rumors that are going on. You see Portland mm-hmm. going after you know Jeremy Grant, and now that there's rumors that they're going after OG Ananobi. Um, they're, so they're trying Portland to load is? up. Portland is trying to load up. So that tells me that they might not trade Damian Lillard, or well, and that may be maybe true. that means he's on the way out. I mean, it, it could mean either things, but also. If he wants out, then they he'll you know he'll ask out and they'll let him out and he'll probably have a lot of leverage in where he would want to go. Lakers, you know, Nuggets, whatever. We you know I want to believe he'd see something in the Nuggets. You know, like Bradley Bill is different. I think the Wizards because he's a little bit younger would kind of wait for more of like the highest bidder on a guy like that. For one, because they're you know they would say, well, he's only twenty seven years old. We can you know still build around him and try to make another run at it or two, you know, over the next you know three or four years. Um, you know he could force his way out and it can get kind of ugly. But Damian Lillard's given everything to that franchise. He's their franchise's greatest player ever. Even though they want to. Uh, uh, NBA championship with Bill Walton, like at one point, like in 1970 or something like that, I think. But, um, you know, he's the franchise's greatest player and he would have that kind of leverage and say so, you know, a la Russell Wilson a little bit. So, you know, he'd have to one out and they would oblige. And because he would want out and teams would know that it, the price wouldn't be Jamal Murray and, you know, three first round picks or whatever it would be. The two first round picks, it'd be Michael Porter Jr. or Bones Highland or both. And that's it. We got a text from F. Lewis. He says, Nugs trade two number ones up for 14 or so and then package that with MPJ for a player. Got to add something to MPJ to dump the contract. So trade the two number ones to get up to 14. And trade 14. And then 14 and and MPJ for whoever. Bill? It's going to take more than that. It'd take more than that. It'd take Bones. It'd take Michael Porter Jr. It'd take... The two, you'd ask them, do you want the two picks, the 21 and 30, or do you want us to package them and get up to 15 or 14? And um, then we, again, it'd be more than that. You'd have to get another team involved, perhaps. And you might have to take some like bad, con- you might have to take like Chris Stapp's Porzingis on too. 
with whatever's left on his deal. I mean, He's that's trading one Chris Stapps for another. <laughs> I agree. But at least that Chris Stapps knows he's Chris Stapps. Michael Porter Jr. thinks he's Durant. How upset would you be if the Nuggets run it back with the same squad they have? Well, obviously getting rid of not, like not Will upset, Barton. Not upset. And, you know. You'd have to find like a... You'd have to add one or two little pieces like a new uh, Jermichael Green and a new version of um, Jeff Green. Okay? You'd have to do something like that. It'd have to be a couple little bit moves. But if you mean like in the core as a whole... I would be okay with it because that's the team you thought had a chance to compete for a championship that because of injuries to Jamal and to Michael Porter Jr., it never, you know, found its way. So again, say Michael Porter Jr. turns into a good player this season. Not a great player, not a star, a good player for this team, for his abilities and for what we would need him to do. And say Jamal Murray comes back to be that Jamal Murray. You know, Aaron Gordon, the the league's reigning MVP back to back. I, you know, I believe the Nuggets think that that's a top three team in the West. Okay. I don't know if, I mean, they'd be right there because the Clippers are coming back. Memphis is a little bit better. I don't know what the Suns are going to be. Dallas uh, has made some moves and thinks they're going to take a big jump. Um, it'll be interesting. So the Nuggets maybe do something big tonight. If not, then it's like if they, depending on what kind of start to the season they had, it'll be no matter what start to the season they have, all eyes will be like on the trade deadline, the all-star week in the trade deadline. As you know, at that point, the Wizards are floundering again. Um, you know, Bradley Bill's laying the groundwork down to get out of there. And whoever wins that sweepstakes could be, you know, win the NBA championship, whether it be the Lakers, whether it be the Mavericks, uh, whether it be, um, I mean, shoot, the Heat, who are willing to do anything in to, to win. Um, and then, again, the Bucks were hurt. Chris Middleton, who's like a top 20 player in the league, was out for the Bucks, and the Bucks are still very close. So, you know, I don't think the Nets, I don't think Kyrie will be back with the Nets. I don't think the 76ers are going to be any damn good at a championship level. So it's going to be like the Heat. And the Bucks in the East. And then there's going to be six teams in the West beating each other up for, you know, top four seed and kind of supremacy. So it'll be interesting. Turn it up. No, it's not the same as it was. As it was. All right. Let's go to break. Smiley Sports. Electric emotion Sprinkle with a little bit of sex And it's a potion Oh, Salt Bay? Put the camera on your hair, Jake It's beautiful It's getting long, man Hello, ladies Uh-oh 10.17 a.m. in the Mahai City Thanks for being with us We are live A little uh, shout-out to Anilo Who will have Monte Morris here in studio in a little bit here. And rumor has it, 
Monte used Anillo to come have a crack at JJ um, to get a little peek at his championship trophy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, greatness appreciates greatness. And, um, you know, they're hearing about JJ, who also plays basketball. And Monte Morris might be trying to recruit him in like some junior um, team that travels that pays my kid a lot of money to play on. I don't know if any of that's true, but he will be here in a little bit. And Monte Morris is a really good dude. He's been a really good nugget for um, already kind of, you know, quite a long time, man. He's a good player. I like Monte Morris. He's a lot, kind of one of my favorite dudes. Monte's been solid for the Nuggets, and it would be sad to see him go. Uh, if the, We see a lot of people putting him in these trade packages, and it's because he played phenomenally last year instead of uh, Jamal Murray. He made a name for himself, and he is an asset. If the Nuggets keep him, they'll be they'll be good for keeping him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if he goes, then maybe they'll be able to get something good for him, something even great. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Like Bradley Beal, and speaking of, we have a text from A. Lowe. He says, Beal is overrated. Oh, I don't think so, man. He's a really good scorer who's just stranded. I mean, he's averages like 30, bro, 28 a night. Beal is not overrated. Bill's not overrated. He's he's kind of stranded. When John Wall and Bradley Bill were together and healthy for the couple few years um, that they were, they were a top four or um, seed in in the East, making some noise. And you know, a lot of people thought they could you know knock uh, you know um, knock on some doors in the Eastern Conference. It seems like a long time, kind of uh, uh, since the Wizards and Bradley Bill has felt elite as an individual or as a player, but man, what a trooper. I mean, like for real, there's some guys who are loyal to a fault, you know, willing to go down with the ship. Damian Lillard has said it. He's called out Paul George. How many teams are you going to go try to, you know, be on Paul George? He said, quit running from the grind, you know? And I, that's, that's why he's going to stay. Probably. Probably, Jake, but also he said that when he was 30 and 31 and thought like, hey, man, and when he's knocking the thunder off, waving bye-bye to them, thinking we're about to, you know, do something special. There's no shame in that. There's no shame. He gave everything to Portland. He's 33 now, and he has two more years to go try to, you know, win a championship at a level where he can really help a team do so. That's it. There's no shame in that. Does it feel cheap or something like that? I mean, you know, Kevin Durant leaving in the middle of his career kind of feels cheap. No, but it's not the fact that he left. It's where he went Mm -hmm. and how he went. You just lost three. You were up three to one. You blew that lead to the Golden State Warriors. And then you go join them and win a championship. Yeah. After they had just broken the record for most wins in an NBA season. That's that's what is that's the bad taste in the mouth for KD. But if Dame leaves, it doesn't have that same. It does. It's different. Dame deserves to leave. Yeah, oh, he's given everything. He's given absolutely everything to that franchise. You know, like James Harden, that feels cheap. James Harden kind of like used the Rockets. They built everything around him. And then when he realized like, oh, it's kind of I don't want to do this by myself anymore. It's too hard or I'm taking too much heat. That's when he started to, you know, cry and complain and wanted his way out. Well, be careful what you wish for, because not only did he like smear his legacy in Houston, 
as, you know, one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Now it's like the Nets franchise hates him. Now it's like the 76ers are already turning on him and never even wanted him in the first place. So your legacy is important and what you do with it and the moves you make. And it's that's it. That's it. That's that's just it's a real thing. It's a real, real thing for a guy who James Harden, who if he played his cards right, we look at him as like a top 15 player of all time. But the way it's he's going to crash and burn here at the end, we're going to like look at him as a top 25. He's going to start sliding down the scale a little bit as all these other great young players, the Lucas of the world start to turn into not only great players, but winning players. I mean, James Harden's incredible scorer. Who's greater all time, Chris Paul or James Harden? I'd say Chris Paul. I would say Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul's been to an NBA Finals. Chris Paul's like a like a winner everywhere he's ever been. Like a winner, not the ultimate winner. James Harden. Peak James Harden was better than peak Chris Paul. Hey, on the court, hey. we're talking about on the court. Pierce. I mean, like when it comes to winning and legacy. Winning in legacy probably goes to Chris Paul, Thank no you. doubt about it. I mean, but we've called James, James Harden, Harden James Heartless on this show for years and years and years. And I remember CP3 himself banging on his chest in the middle of the court like, is there anything in there? Let's freaking go. It's time to win. And James Harden's there, you know, uh, looking stunned, looking like Jason Tatum in these NBA finals. Damn, son. I know. Just come well, back. I just thought of that. Here's know. the thing. James Harden... Although he does kind of collapse in those big moments, he is a relentless scorer in his peak. Yeah, and, and when he was in his prime, there was he was winning MVPs and he was putting up sixty point games, fifty point games every single night. Yeah, and when it comes to a sheer production standpoint, James Harden is better. Mm -hmm. But legacy and winning and impact, Chris Paul all day long. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, you were saying some of the same stuff. It's just interesting. You know, this draft night will change the fortune and the futures of a lot of franchises forever. Just this regular old draft, NBA draft that no one will watch, that you won't know anybody in, that there's only a couple rounds of. And, you know, I hope the Nuggets are involved. I hope the Nuggets are involved. I don't mean drafting, a, you know, a, Two young studs. If you know, you, you can if you want to. I don't know how many young players could really make this team. Um, I'm about uh, I'm about whatever the uh, deal and the opportunity presents. But consolidation, I'd be up for that. Uh, two first round picks is a lot of ammo, especially when you have Bones Highland, who there was rumored to be kind of shopping around. Everyone wants to taste the Monte Morris because he's a good player who doesn't cost you max contract, ridiculous kind of cartoon dollars. Um, I think probably the stock on Michael Porter Jr. is a lot more down than we realize because you take the player as well as the giant contract that he hasn't lived up to and that probably only seven or eight teams really around the league believe he will live up to. So of those seven or eight teams, you know, what are their positions? You know, what are they prepared to offer? There might be only really one or two real part, you know, suitable partners to trade Michael Porter Jr. to where it would make sense for the Nuggets to, you know, receive any kind of comp. Like if they could do some kind of deal like they just did with, again, they traded to Michael Green. Okay. Traded him away. Um, 
didn't have to pay in the contract, added a first-round pick somehow for a guy who I don't want to say was worthless on our team because that's not proper, but was never the right fit. So, like, when you're playing your most important basketball, Jermichael Green wasn't a part of the Nuggets' most important basketball and stretches of basketball. So, for this team, he was very, you know, expendable to have acquired a first-round pick for him. It's pretty dang good. Yeah. I don't know how Calvin Booth pulled that thing off. That was a phenomenal trade, and we actually have a text from NDC Danny in regards to that first-round pick. He says, I would like to see the Nuggets draft Mark Williams from Duke, big man with major upside and the rim protector they need. See, I would have no problem with them getting Mark Williams from Duke, but I feel like you can just re-sign Boogie Cousins, and you'll still get that rim protector you need, that defense, that solid inside presence, and he can still shoot. He can still give you so much, and he's he's so good in that uh, in the system that the Nuggets run. Listen, those are great words coming out of your mouth for Sports Talk Radio. That's all good stuff. But also, at 21 or 30, in between there, there's going to be an OG uh, uh, Ananobi. There's going to be a Siakam somewhere in there. There's going to be a Brogdon somewhere in there. There will be players in there. They found Bones Highland right between those two picks, right? Um. So, again, you consolidate. You move up to 15. It's about as high as you can go. Well, who'd they just draft at 15 a few years ago? Michael Porter Jr. Interesting. Okay. Uh, You stay at 21. Maybe you get a Kentucky kid who was their third or fourth leading scorer. But again, the five-star talent, the high school All-American, he just on Calipari's team, like kind of like Jamal Murray, found himself as like recognized as the second or third best guy when it'll, you know, as he grows and develops and lives up to his potential, might become a star. That's the guys I'm interested in. Not, you know, like, a, again, I'm looking at Kentucky. I'm looking um um. Bone Thailand's from where? Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. It, they can come from anywhere, including overseas, which the Nuggets do a bet. You know, give me some kid like that at 21. Give me some Euro at 30. All right, here's the thing. You can still sign Boogie, like I was saying, and then trade those two picks for somebody who's already solidified in the league instead of having to groom those guys. I feel you. Having to develop them into I, it's, the future Malcolm Brogdons or OG Ananobis. Go get I like that, that future guy. Malcolm Brogdon. You just said that, though. That just excited me, too, a little bit. So, again, it's got to be somewhere in the middle. The money has to work. So you pay nothing for Boogie. You consolidate. Maybe you got to go overpay for, find you, again, a Jeremy Grant type of player. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah. what you can, only really what you can mean. So we went through the list of guys, about 10 guys, some with the help from uh, whoever wrote the piece for us here at MileHighSports.com. But let's go to break, come back. We'll do some more. It's been a good one. I like that segment. It's exciting talking about new players in the future and, um, you know, what could be the next Bones Highland. That's exciting, right? Very. I love that that's the kind of expectations around here. That's the kind of players that we're drafting. That's sweet. All right. Uh, Danny Williams, Jake Meyer. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. It's Mountain Sports. You know Jake's filling it when he plays the weekend on a weekday. Let's go. Rocky's uh, little early 
10 a.m. First pitch. 0-0 in the second inning at the Marlins. Should have bet that first inning. Right? I have a little parlay going. <laughs> now, don't screw it up. Uh, Dodgers at Cincinnati here starting in about three minutes. All right. Uh, thanks for being with us. We were talking a bit of NBA draft. It's like, you know, you don't... you. Oh, oh, I got a little breaking news here. Jake, stop the show. <laughs> Quarterback, Arch Manning. Archie Manning, the son of Cooper Manning, who again had all of the all of the ability that Peyton and Eli did, but as a receiver, lengthy long receiver who had an injury that kind of cost him his career. I don't know if he'd have been a great pro receiver. I'm not really sure. But his son, Arch, uh, you know, a nephew of Eli and Peyton, grandson of Archie, the number one recruit in the 2023 class commits to the Longhorns. Oh, <laughs> dang. How's a uh, hook them horns? How's Peyton feel about Ow! that? I mean, you know, Peyton went to Tennessee, not Ole Miss. Eli's the only one who went to Ole Miss like his old man did. And when Ole Miss was playing in the College World Series last week, Peyton was in the crowd and they put a screenshot on him and it said Peyton Manning, brother of Eli Manning. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that funny? I mean, Eli's brother a true Eli. yeah, brother. Uh, you know, uh, his other suitors included Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, and Virginia. What did Texas do to land him? I don't know. Maybe a big fat paycheck? Yeah, probably. I mean, what kind of guarantees, though? I mean, the money that's for Arch is the one, you know, don't, don't matter for him. They could have put together like an NIA deal for someone where he's going to make like five million bucks this year, really honestly, you know, and that may happen or whatever. And if that's, you know, if that's what's fair and legal and you can do, then it's just what it is because he's the number one recruit again in the country. And there's a lot dirtier ways to go about it than the way the NIA stuff is kind of shaping. It's going to change college sports and football forever, but it's just what it is. But I'm wondering, what do you think Texas could have offered Arch that Alabama or any you know LSU or anybody else could have? Were all was Alabama in the mix for Arch? Georgia, Bama, LSU, Clemson, and Virginia. Literally, I mean, when you go Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, those are the four best programs in the country. And then, you know, Texas is, you know, within that USC group of like still an all time brands just down as a brand. Okay. So when is Arch? 2023. That's when he graduates, or is that when he's going to play? He's in the class of 2023. So he graduates next year. He'll start his freshman year in 2024 at Texas. Yes, correct. In 2025, they move to the SEC. Mm. I feel like that is a huge. Part wow, look at you, Jake. Great so, call. Not only are they going to the big boys and they're going to be competing with the SEC, so he doesn't have to go to, say, Bama, Georgia, and compete against the best of the best. <laughs> he's going to be already going to Texas. Yeah, okay, well, oh, then, listen, listen. Okay. He, he's, he doesn't have to fight for that starting job. I'm sure he's going to still have to you know have a little bit of a competition, but he's more insured that starting quarterback job at Texas. Okay. So... He's going to bring Texas 
into the SEC, and he, we're gonna show. He's That's gonna show why everybody. Texas, you just hit it right on the head. He's gonna show everybody. That's why Texas, Texas had to have him because if you're moving into the SEC, for one, you get to do it with the year under his belt in the last year of whatever happens in this Big Twelve, right? Right. Right. And then. They go into the SEC, hopefully, with the best, you know, one of the best college quarterbacks in the country as a true sophomore. But if you're Arch Manning, your decision is to play for Steve Sartesian, Thark, who's coming off a five and seven debut season that included a loss to Kansas at home. You know what I mean? So yeah. while he was calling plays for, you know, Tua and Mac Jones. Um, at Alabama, it's this is a different animal, whole different animal. So, uh, consider that a huge, huge win for Texas and Sark. Um, and you hit it right on the head, Jake. I think you hit it. What? It, I mean, there's not a better recruit, a better player in the entire country in the world for Texas to um go into the SEC with, and this kid will have, you know, um, a year of of starting hopefully 12 or 13 games at a high level under his belt. That's powerful. That's worth 10 million. Do you think he's making $10 million next year? To play for tech for Texas? Really? No, 10 mil. No, he's making five. Bryce young didn't even make a million. Well, he's before this is now the next. No, not 10 mil. Bryce is the first. I'll say a mil. No, I'll say he makes a mil. All the dealerships. Dylan Doug spends a million dollars on freaking advertising. All right, two mil. Jake Jabs. How many Dylan Dugs and Jake Jabs and the uh, rich guy who makes all the bets, Mattress King guy in Texas are there? Those guys would come up together, the f- four or five of those guys, and pay him five million or six million together a year. Two, two to three mil. I'm, <sighs> no, that's it. You're a sweetheart. I don't know. You're a dreamer, kid. I don't know. I think you're a dreamer. Maybe saying he's going to make five million dollars. I think he's going to make ten. Ten is ridiculous. Yes, you just you, Bryce Young didn't even make him. He made one million. That's last year. This year he's probably going to make five. At, at, at the beginning, you're like, got to be careful. You know, you know. Saban's like, well, how much money do you need, bro? You know, I'll buy you anything you need, whatever you want. You got that? We got this million for you, but we don't want to. Again, you're about to make in two or three years twenty million as a rookie. So. Let's be careful a little bit. But as this thing progresses and blows up and the, you know, take advantage of these NIA deals, why couldn't you? I mean, it's it's possible. He's getting Panini money to sign some baseball cards already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's uh, probably got a deal where he, again, like the Manziel deal was before it was legal. Manziel went to a hotel room, was given a key. There was like a thousand items in the hotel room. He went, there was not even anybody there. There's just Sharpies in there and items. He signed them all. There was money in the safe. When he was done, he took the money and, and, and bounced. And, you know, that was 100000 back then. So imagine Arch Manning stuff, 1,000 Arch Manning year. pieces. Let me see this real quick. His first year won't be $10 million. Okay, one Maybe a second. 1,000 Arch Manning pieces times $1,000 uh, an item equals a $1 million. So he gets half of that for just signing his name for two hours for just one guy at whoever Denver autographs is uh, Texas version of that Texas autographs or Dallas autographs. 
So he's going to do that with like five or six guys. If Panini doesn't give him like an exclusive deal or fanatics where he becomes like an ambassador for them, only signs for them. That's a two or three million dollar deal alone. Ooh, we just got a text from F. Lewis. Let's hear it. He's a genius over here. Uh, he says, if Arch graduates in 2023, he will play fall 2023 as his true freshman year. That's right. Instead of 2024. So You're smarter than us. That's why he's a he lawyer, is. though. And exactly. we're like, that's why I couldn't pass the bar. That's why I just had to go to the bar instead of pass the bar. You know? Right. We have another text from NDC Danny. He mm-hmm. says... Beep, beep, beep. He's backing it up. That's the sound of John Cooper backing up from what he said last night. Hashtag, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> he's an idiot. That's what we got hold to up. say. He's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. You know, he's an idiot. <laughs> Next question. I like how Durant's such a villain. I'm liking him because of it. I mean, like, it's at the end of his career. He's had a good career. Just... He's the bad guy. Duh. Right? Right. Let's go to break. Come back. One final segment. If you want in, there's still time to do so. 303-831-1340. We'll catch up on the text. Stick around for Monte Morrison Studio hanging out with Anillo. Smell Eye Sports. Yeah. Spider-Man and freezing full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, ready Jake? Wrong? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. The final segment of the show. It's a throwback Thursday edition of the program. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. It's been a good one today. Super proud of my son. Uh, the Thunder baseball team, all that, man. It's awesome. These trophies are badass trophies. As you can see, the bat is broken already from this trophy. Nobody seems to know magically how it happened. It wasn't my wife. JJ didn't do it. Oh, no. But, of course, they're, like, made to break. But I got to see what we can do here. You know, the MVP of the whole league's got to have something special. (sighs) But, yeah, they got this cool coach's plaque thing. I wish they would have gave it to all our coaches, but, you know, we're good about going. I'm going to hit my guys at uh, Crown Trophy. Hit my guys at Crown Trophy. Have them put something together for all my coach dads who are awesome. They've hooked us up for years and years and years. This is not a live read, but it's turned into one. Um, the Crown Trophies, there's multiple locations. I go to the one on Littleton Boulevard. It's like a family business, man, but they're big time. They're awesome. They have so many things that you could do, custom things. They hooked us up with some things we did for the father-daughter dance that we needed on short notice. Uh, championship flag, football rings, all that kind of stuff. But you just need a nice trophy, a nice plaque, something to like um, recognize somebody for an accomplishment or an achievement. You got to hit these Crown Trophy guys up. They're really awesome. So. Um, I'm going to have to go by there later today, Jake. Yeah, we, we got a couple texts about uh, JJ's greatness. Let's hear it. Uh, we got one from Noit. He says, complete game shutout. The legend of JJ Williams grows. Congrats, <laughs> Thunder Baseball. Um, Thank you, sir. Dirty Mike and the boys. He says, it's definitely badass that JJ pitched a complete game, but is he out in the backyard throwing the pigskin around with pops? <laughs> Whoa, beautiful woman. Well, you sports talk radio guys, you get all the good-looking women. I'll tell you, if you're a young radio guy 
in Denver. Pick up the microphone and start talking about it with Pops. You see that lovely lady there? And that's A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, okay? Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking <laughs> women. Ah, it's a, what a beautiful woman. Wow, he's A.J.'s doing Whoa. Some, some things right down in So if you're a youngster in Alabama, <laughs> start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pops. Another one from F. Lewis, he says, Hey, have you heard Danny's JJ slash Thunder baseball stuff? P.S. The fan didn't even cover the championship. Lame. Yeah, that's true. Forget those guys. Okay, um, we have five minutes left, Jake. Um, if you got another text or two you think are worthy, read it for us because I'm going to give you my couple picks for the Nuggets tonight, and then I'm going to let you give your couple picks and a minute or two to find your picks if you haven't done it yet. For the draft? Yeah. Um I got weird. No, you don't got it. No, no, you're good. Yeah, okay. Um the rest are all mean ones. Um okay. Uh, We're all saying how stupid we are. <laughs> uh, you're talking about for the nuggets or are we talking about just in general? I'm talking about the nuggets. You know, it's like I'm I, I got a couple guys I like. Is it based do you think the NBA draft that teams ba- draft guys at all based on need, or is it just pure straight up best player available? For the most part, I think best player available. It has to be, right, in that league? Absolutely. You could have four guards, and you could still draft two guards with your first and your second Unless, pick. Unless you're like the Golden State Warriors or like a, a team that has all your pieces solidified, except for maybe, you know, like one piece then you're probably looking at you know being more selective with who you're picking at a certain position okay um this one this one's easy for me you thought my kamara stuff was good you thought my javante stuff was good well jake <laughs> it looks like I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. I got a Ford from LSU. His name is Terry Eason. He's six foot eight. He's a very crafty craftsman. He's potentially a top defender can flat-out run the court with Nikola Jokic. That is the guy they're drafting at 21 overall, okay? But wait, Jake, because it looks like I'm about to let another cat out of the bag again. Because with the 30th pick, what's going to be tough for these guys is uh, Nikola Jovic. Is going to be off the board there. Somewhere in the mid-20s. Okay, are you with me? Yep, yep. But there's a guard they like from Tennessee. His name is Kenny, I'm sorry, Kennedy Chandler. He's Kennedy Chandler. He's barely six foot one, needs nothing. But he's like, yeah, got a little Kyle Lowry in him. Straight up pure point guard. Can make every shot. Um, you know, everyone worries about small guys on defense, but it kind of depends on who you're playing with. He'll compete. 
And that's what the Nuggets do tonight. What do you think? I'm thinking at 21, they're either going to go with a guy named uh, Kendall Brown mm. you know, from Baylor. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a, a wing-type player. They need more wings who can you know play both sides of the ball. He's a good defender. Uh, he's a solid rebounder. He's six foot eight, and you know he can make a difference. Uh, Wendell Moore, Jr. Oh, he's from Duke. Yeah, from Duke. I think yeah. he can be solid. You know, he averaged 13, uh, 13 and a half points, five rebounds, four assists, and 1.4 steals this past season. I think Wendell Moore would be your best bet right there. Um, those are my two guys at 21, and I think Nikola Jovic at 30. That'd be sweet. I want. That'd I be want, cool. I, I mean, want how Jovic fun would that 30. be? How cool would that be? I mean, he's a player. He's unique. He's a very unique player. Go get a look at this guy. Like, he's only a name. No one even knows what he looks like or how tall he is or what position he plays. Okay, one last guy, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I think the Nuggets may find a way, if you do some kind of consolidation, if you don't end up with both of those picks, to go my route. And uh, there's a guy, Ty Ty Washington Jr. He's a 6'3 guard from Kentucky who's just like a super talented guy, and he has a chance to be a player in the league. And I like to dip into Kentucky guys who win, you know, how, how many great Kentucky players are there around the league? There are tons. So watch out for Ty Ty. Uh, that's kind of it, Jake. That's the whole show. Monte Morris is going to be hanging out here with Danilo in just a bit. Congrats to the Avs. We got game. We got game five tomorrow, which will be one of the biggest events, sporting events in the history of, you know, this great uh, state of ours. To be a game five, I'll tell you, man, the tickets are insane right now. I don't know if they're going to come down. Maybe just a taste because they're going to be hoisting that cup tomorrow night and there's going to be way more than 20,000 people who want to be a part of it. There's probably going to be 100,000 people who are willing to pay um, you know, upwards of $1,500 to just be in the building. So that's just what it is. So uh, good stuff, Jake. Appreciate you. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I guess I got my swagger back.